everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Hats Off podcast. I am so excited to be joined by my dear friend, Myrna Darami. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I would always be here for you. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Amanda Ray, the CEO of 17 Hats, and um, we are diving into another kind of very raw entrepreneurial journey business tips and tricks for all of you to hopefully learn and take some really actionable steps with. So today we are talking about a topic that everybody thinks is just like a black box. Nobody knows what it is, knows what to do with it. And so I was like, Myrna, can you please come on and let's have this discussion because it's three letters, S-E-O. Uh-huh. You thought I was going to say something else with those three letters, Um, but S-E-O is what we're talking about today, right? Yes. And we are going to dive into it. If you are a solopreneur and you're like, I got the website. I got the Instagram, I got the YouTube, I got the shit, but I don't know what to do with it, how to make it findable, how to make it like work for you. Here we go. Yes. We're diving into it. So Myrna, (laughs) before we start off, give us a little bit about you. Give us some background. Wonderful. So yes, so I am Myrna and I mean, I've been known as a lot of names, the technology translator. Uh, They call me Myrna Magic sometimes. Long story short, all I do is help brands become the best digital versions of themselves. So I am obsessed with the optimization and I look for ways to elevate, whether that is that acronym SEO, or I have another acronym that I use. I won't even throw it in here because it might confuse people, but all about optimization is pretty much my jam. And so I've worked with countless brands from penile implant surgeons yes you heard that right to funeral home directors and all in between that um i spent a lot of time in the world of bridal so i've worked with pretty much every facet of the bridal industry uh, including brides themselves so that is me that is amazing how long have you been doing this for my goodness i would say 20 years now um now granted it wasn't all this like i was you know also like everybody else you know you start at one thing and then you kind of evolve into something else uh but along the way i always had this knack for marketing or connecting the dots so it always played a role throughout every industry or every like um position that i've ever held yep i mean so i mean 20 years experience guys so like you know, a lot of times we're going, okay, who do we listen to and who do we take advice from? You take advice from this lady, right? (laughs) Um, So we are going to talk about SEO, hopefully answer all your questions with the SEO as well that you might be having. So we're going to start kind of really shallow um, and go over the top level of it. And then we're going to hopefully dive in for you all today. So Myrna, number one question. Yeah. What is SEO? What is it? So SEO is an acronym that stands for search engine optimization. That's the basics of it. So when you think about any time you are searching for something, um, SEO is the initial thought of how to optimize that you're searching for something and you get the results you're looking for. If you think of it that way, it kind of keeps it simple. Um, Which is so important because if I'm like typing in, you know, small business plan or whatever, like I want to see small business plan. Right. And I want to see like the best, right. I don't want to be given like a bunch of crap that I'm going to have to shuffle through. So we want the best when we search. Correct. And, And I'll tell you this, the reason why it has become so convoluted, so crazy, so overwhelming is because the world of search itself has pretty much touched every part of our world. Meaning, If we're going to look for food, we're going to search for it. If we're going to look for clothing, we're going to search for it. Like everything kind of starts with a search. And so because of that, it has become this like part of our world and has blown up into this huge thing. But I try to keep it very simple because like if anyone ever Googles SEO, there's a ton of things that's going to come up and people even call themselves SEOs, which I'm always like, I don't get that. Um, So I keep it very basic and say, when I am talking about SEO, I am specifically talking about 
your website, which I also call your digital home or digi home, uh, and making it so that it is easily found when someone is searching for a certain category. Hopefully it's a category that you want to be found with, but that's the basic of it. That's the goal of it, right? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, So it's so interesting because you're right in that we all start with the search, right? And I look at my daughter who's 11, you know, and I'm like, okay, if I go back to like my day and age, I'm dating myself here, but you had the phone book, you had the newspapers, you had magazines, you had all of this stuff you touched and you look through um, you know, I, I'm so sad. Like even like the, remember the, in the library, like the library catalog. Yes. The Dewey Decimal System. Yes. (laughs) I totally remember that. (laughs) We're dating ourselves, but no, I I remember. Like all of it's gone. All of it's gone. Now it just starts with, uh, you have an idea. Let me search for it real quick. Like that's where we are. Yes. So my daughter came to me the other day and she like told me something and I was like, how'd you learn about that? She's like, oh, I watched this podcast. Sounds like you're fucking 11. What are you doing? (laughs) And then it just like, of course I didn't tell her that, but it just, it was just that reminder that we're doing things very differently. And if you're in our generation of these 40 year old, you know, where you're, we're used to doing things differently in our teens and twenties, right? We do have to catch up with the times, right? And, and we do have to learn a different way of doing this because yeah, people aren't just going to go find you wherever. They're just going to try to search for you. Correct. Or search for your offerings at least. Search for your offerings or, you know, again, they, they want to get some kind of information that could lead them down a path. Sure. So they're going to start that search. Now I'm going to start that journey. I'm going to preface this that I still think print is important and I still think these other things are important. So I'm not saying they're not important. So let me put my like disclaimer on that. (laughs) 100%. Let me put my disclaimer there. Because I I think about that too, Amanda, where I'm like, we still live in a very physical experiential world for as much as everyone wants to go meta and go into this, like, you know, avatar of a world. Uh, the experience that you have, you have physically is still paramount. So absolutely. All right. So I love that you called it a digi home. (laughs) Can you kind of explain why you call it a digi home? Okay. So yes, it's my own coin phrase. I have a lot of isms. So you guys, I bear with me. I apologize, but yes, I call it a digi home because this is the one space online one piece of real estate that a business can own, a person can own, and pretty much have full reign on what's on it, how it looks, how it navigates, meaning like, you know, how someone would go from one page to another. You have free reign and flexibility of creating what you want on that, in that space. So just like my physical home, I wanna create something that's hospitable. I wanna create something that's welcoming, warming, Uh, that when people come over to visit, they don't feel like I'm trying to kick them out. So you have to think of the same mindset when you're thinking when someone visits your website because you want the same things. You don't want to push them away. You want to make it easy. You want to be hospitable. And so that's why I call it a Disney home. Um, I also say that because, again, everywhere else you're online, whether it's Instagram, social media, whatever you want to call it, TikTok, Tomorrow that could be shut down and or taken away. Somebody could hack your your brand on there and you're literally left with nothing um, and having to start over. So your website is that one piece of content or that one space where you can own it and you know secure it so that it can be protected and not necessarily get hacked or taken from someone else as well. I love that you brought that point up because I know it's happened to us, right? Like Instagram just took down our 17 hats Instagram and we didn't get it back and they didn't give us reason. We don't know why nothing. Right. Right. And so we had to start all over again, which was like, Oh, but it is something that happens and it happens frequently. Absolutely. I mean, you know, me, I have a ton of people who are utilizing my image to sell Bitcoin like thousands. So it's, you know, so the, and you also have that as well. So having a space where you could say, this is my official space that I get to, again, create and curate the experience I want people to have with my brand. That's your digital home. That's your digital home. 
I love that. So I've heard so many people say, well, I don't need a website. I'm just going to do Instagram or I'm just going to do TikTok or I'm just going to do a social media. What's your thoughts on that given this conversation? I think that that's risky. Um, I think that um, it's just least uh, space. Um, I think that uh, in any given moment, not only is it least, but they can change the algorithm, or I know that's a big word too, which we can break down too, but um, they can change the way that people can view your content at any given moment. So I think if, if the goal is to engage with an audience and have an experience with an audience, um, you're basically giving up the freedom of someone else controlling what that looks like when you're on those platforms. So I, I don't, advise living in one. I don't, I always say like the most important real estate asset you have is your digi home. And then after that, everything else is just bonus and pluses. But yeah, that's, that's my, my yeah. thought on it. I'm always like the digi home or the website is your cake. And then everything else is, then you have the frosting and then you have the sprinkles and then you have all the other stuff that makes the cake pretty. Right. But without that foundation of the cake, you know, the rest of the stuff, you know, can't stick, right? It doesn't exactly. have a home to go back to, right? A place to point them to. So with SEO, um, I'm sure that there's some prongs that make up SEO, right? Like <laughs> it's, it is a multifaceted thing. Yes. Right. A multifaceted, and, invisible thing even. Yes. Um, invisible. So like, yeah. What are those different facets of SEO? Okay, so let's, let's dive into that. And, and again, I'm going to preface by saying when I speak of SEO, because I think when you start to search for it, as we want, we all do, uh, it can become very confusing, convoluted. When I speak of SEO, I'm speci speaking specifically about your website and optimizing it so that it can be found via a search engine. Okay, so in terms of the, the elements of SEO, there are, and I kind of break it down to three. There's the front end, you know, um, which is called on-page SEO. Um, and then there's the back end. This is the behind the scenes stuff, um, which is the technical stuff that you don't see. It's all the code and we can break that down in a little bit. And then you have the outside, which is called off-page stuff. Meaning on-page, anything that's on that actual website page, those are elements that can be optimized so that they can be searched against. So these are on your website. These are on your website. Yeah. So the on page on your website, things that can be searched against. Correct. So we're talking you have words. Over. Yep. You have control over. We're talking words. We're talking images. We're talking video. We're talking um, any subtitles, like any anything that is seen and visible on that page can possibly be optimized. So that's on page. Then we have, and I mentioned the technical, the technical is the behind the scenes things because the one thing with search engine optimization, and if I were to backpedal just a little bit, um, how is a site optimized? It's basically optimized by a search engine, AKA Google. Okay, because Google is a master search engine where literally what happens is someone will go onto a browser like Chrome, Safari, and they will type into the little search query bo like box something that they're searching for. So once you type that in, Google search engine will go and try to search all across the web to see if they can find things that match what you put into that search query. And based off of the relevancy of the content, how popular it is by huge demand, you know, basically if a lot of people are liking the content and it's popular, or it meets the certain criteria, like if you put in specific keywords, like, you know, I don't know, like red sweater, it's going to look across the web and say red sweater. I'm going to try to find everything that I can about red sweater. And I'm going to base it off of what's the most popular. What's the one that people have seen the most. What's the one that's easy for me to find. Like it goes through all of these factors to kind of put in there what, you know, on that list, what is deemed the best resource so, for red sweater. 
I'm going to like stop you right there. It's kind of like, I think the thing to understand too, it's kind of like going to the grocery store and saying, okay, I want cereal. You're going to go in and you're going to buy the cereal that is the most popular, the one that you've used the most or know the most about. You've seen a commercial for, right? You're going directly into that and that's the one you're grabbing. That is going to be surface first. Then you might look, oh, oh, but I've also seen this one. And so then you also grab that one and then, and then you start to look, right? So that's kind of like ranking, right? You're going to ranking. Yep. The most popular first, and then everything goes below. Correct. So getting back to the whole concept of technical SEO, what the search engines, Google will do is it's not looking at the pretty stuff that we see. It's not looking at the images or the words the same way that we are. It is looking at it in a form of code, zeros and ones that are that, that type of code. And so there are technical aspects that you can add to your website that will help a search engine connect to it and actually deem it a relevant resource to bring up to a search. So I know possibly, you know, people have probably heard things like meta, that's like a big word, buzzword. And basically all meta is, is, is just extra. That's, you know, kind of like the, yeah. the basic uh, Latin um, translation of it. So anytime you can add extra to something, uh, we'll give more context and we'll give more information. So the technical SEO portion is when you're giving extra context to a search engine so it can better understand what content is on that actual website or web page. Yeah. Okay. So m- metadata, not necessarily brought forward. It's kind of just in the background is what it's you're saying. It's in the background. It is extra. Just like, and, and we can go into that one in a second, but I guess I'll circle back to the third component. <laughs> so we said on page technical and then off page SEO, right? So off page SEO is when you are getting referrals slash shout outs, meaning when you are appearing on other people's websites because they put your website URL or your webpage on their website as a reference, that is giving you some love. Um, It's literally like a shout out slash referral. Um, and that is called off-page SEO because basically what that's doing is it's building up your relevancy and popularity to Google. So those are the three major components of SEO. Again, they all work in tandem together. And if done well, it will help optimize and make it so that your website will show up higher on a search listing. Lots of information there. Right. I know like a lot of people are really concerned with their web page, right? Their web page aesthetics. So we want to make it pretty. We want to make it, you know, it, I call it vanity. Um, it's just this beautiful thing, but then yeah. it's not like, it's not helpful for you because it's not helping your SEO. Right. Yeah. So when you design your web page and when you go in to start thinking about your web page, um, you have to think about, okay, yeah, sure. I want it pretty, but if it's not findable, then the prettiness doesn't matter. Correct. Right. And so we have to keep like priorities in this. This is kind of my soapbox these days of like (laughs) the being pragmatic or being like, no, I just want it to be pretty. Right. And we have to be pragmatic because we're no longer have a hobby. We have a business and the goal is to grow the business and the goal is to be found. And so sometimes we got to put the pretty aside and go, what is going to make this work? Right. I'm not saying your website can't be beautiful. I'm not saying it can't be pretty, not saying that at all. But what I am saying is take strategy over the beauty or over the prettiness. Okay. So Myrna, when people look at their website, cause that's, you know, majority of people are doing that first. Like what are some like two or three steps that like things that they need to check for there? 100%. Okay. So the first thing I would check for is looking at my website, not just on a desktop or a laptop, but also looking at it from a mobile device and literally comparing and contrasting the experience you're having. Now, granted, it's going to be different, right? Because you're on a different device, but if it's giving you not the feels, um, meaning, you know, it's harder to navigate or 
you can't really click on things or, you know, whatever the case may be. I think you start there. And the reason why I say there is because, uh, you know, we live in a smartphone world now um, where it's almost as if nine times out of 10, someone will probably engage with your brand digitally on a mobile device, whether it's social media, they see you first um, or what, but they're probably going to be on their phone first before they get to their desktop to really see the true magnitude of your, your beautiful digital home. So I always tell people to do that, compare and contrast, look for things that may not make it as easy as a, you know, process to navigate. And then if that, if you notice anything, I would definitely want to either A, if you have a website person, um, you know, definitely reach out to them and ask them the question. Or you can even, because um, nine times out of 10, if you guys are solo printers, you probably purchased a template and may have even done it yourself. Um, seek some guidance. Um, and I would say, you know, the best thing to do is um, talk to your friends um, and ask them to, to audit and ask them if they have any resources or ideas on how to optimize. The, la the, the next step to that would be finding someone to help you if they need to modify, right? And that comes in various different forms. It could be finding a web administrator. It could be going on Fiverr or one of these platforms that have these freelancers. But again, nine times out of 10 in this world, especially if you had a website made or designed after 2016-ish, 2017, yeah. your website will be deemed mobile friendly. So I don't want you to worry, but I just want you to be mindful because that's like usually the first place I go is to kind of like, you know, determine is this site friendly mobily or not? Um, and, you know, Absolutely. that even adds to the, the next step. It's like, when was your website designed? Because you want to make sure it is pretty recent. Within the last, yeah. you know, 2016, 2017, I would say is, you know, no, no further back than that. Because technology, as you guys all know, changes so fast that I'm pretty sure 2015 websites are not as up to date with the latest and greatest code or any of the things that you Absolutely. can benefit from. 100%. I get, I look at so many people's website from our members all the time, either adding their lead capture forms to their websites or whatever, whatnot. And I always stumble upon links that are not working. Right. So, I mean, if you have not just checked your links to make sure everything is working, go check your links because I see yes. that all the time. People think a link is working, whether it's a contact me about like whatever they think it's working and it's not working. And nope. the moment a client, I mean, this isn't even SEO. I mean, it is SEO, but the other portion is, is the moment somebody's on your webpage and they find a link doesn't broken, your trust factor goes way down, right? They, you're done. Yeah. yeah, they're done. They're hopping off your page. They no longer trust you. If you can't make your website work, then how are you going to make your service work? Exactly. Right? Exactly. So that's huge. So I love that you brought up not only mobile, but just how people navigate around your website. Because if if they can't figure it out and you're not making it easy, it's not happening. Nope. Right? People's attention spans are like, whew, very limited. Right. Exactly. And so it has to be easy while we're on that subject. Cause I have my thoughts on it. <laughs> I'm excited to hear your thoughts. I have my thoughts on it. The new trend that's been happening. I don't know for a year or two, and I still see it on people's websites of a, you're on a website and all of a sudden you get this big pop-up that takes over the whole screen. Yes. <laughs> what is your thoughts on those? <laughs> Because I so, have mine, and you can probably tell by my yes. facial expressions what my thoughts are. Yes. So my thoughts are that although that probably is something that's very important for people to notice. Okay. I love how political she's starting. <laughs> I love how political this has gotten. Because it is important. That, that is, that is the important. reason why it's front and center. The it, it is very obtrusive, and here's the other caveat. Google, once upon a time, I want to say it was maybe 2018 or so, uh, deemed that that was something that was actually harming a website to be found because it took over the whole entire page 
and was literally almost like solicitation um, in their eyes. So my thoughts are that pop-ups should not be so obtrusive that they take over the website. Absolutely. We, I mean, we have a pop-up right now on our website of just, it's like, you know, something, it's like a small pop-up in the corner, um, which I'm, I'm down with. I'm okay with, but any website that's a full pop-up, I'm done. I hop off. Like I'm not even, I'm not going, I'm not going further. Like, I don't want to give you my email address. I don't like you right now. I don't know you. Why do I want to give you my email address? Right. Right. And so I'm like, no, this is invasive. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, I always talk about like your leads. It's like a dating relationship. And if you like ask them for your email address in the first second they're on your website, that's like popping a marriage proposal. It's not happening people. Right. So I'm not going to be as political as Myrna. And I'm just going to say, take the damn thing down um, (laughs) because it's hurting you. It's hurting you. You've heard it. Google has deemed it as like a no, no client experience. People are not liking it. Like we have, we have, we have asked people that question. People are not liking it. It is just because it's a trend it doesn't mean you need to do it. So if you have one of those action steps, go take it down. Just get rid of it yes. or make it small. Make it a little make one. Make it small. Yes. Make it little. Don't make it take the whole page. Cool. Okay. Glad we got that out of the way. Soapbox yes. check for the day. Um, okay. Two of them. <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So what else? So we talked navigation. We talked mobile yes. friendly. Yes. Um, let's talk blogging. Okay. Well, can, can we, can oh. we talk, can we go back before we go to blogging yes. real quick? Yeah. Can we talk home landing page and the importance of what needs sure. to be a little bit on that? So, and this is my one nugget or maybe not the one nugget, but one of the nuggets I will share. I I always advise every one of my clients to make sure that on their homepage, they have what's called the WH clause. What is that? It's the who you are, what you do, where you do it, if applicable. You could be, you know, an online business or you might have a local demographic and who you do it for. Meaning, so if I were to just give a sentence, like, you know, and I'm going to make this up, like Marna and company, is a small business coaching business servicing service oriented businesses looking for seo yeah period because i don't have a location so i just make sure that i touch all those like who you are what you do who you do it for where you do it if applicable and the reason why i say it's important to have this on your home landing page your home digital website digi home however you want to call it, is because it will align you with some searches that people may do on searching for set service or product. Um, So I always tell people that's how you have to think of it as how do I connect the dots that I can, and, and even in courting, to your point, Amanda, when you're courting someone, what do you say? Hi, my name is Myrna. Like, you know, I live in, like you start having these conversations like, oh, I live in Maryland or whatever the case may be. You kind of have to frame it in that way. Like your elevator pitch is what a lot of people call it when you're in person with someone. Yeah. Same concept. It's like creating something that's on your home landing page that has those four things, maybe five things, whatever, um, on it because it's so important. Okay. So now we can talk blogging because I wanted to make sure everybody got that down. I but. love that. But one of the things that drives me insane is when I, cause I'm in LA. So of course, if I go and search like a family photographer in LA or some service oriented thing, um, or I will just search, you know, family photographer, Los Angeles, I'll get websites, but I don't know where the location is. I'm specifically in Pasadena. I don't want to drive to the West side. I'm sorry. There we go. I'm not going down there. Yeah. Right. It is the most annoying thing when I pull up a web page and I'm like, okay, but where are you? Because that's a factor I am looking for is where exactly. are you? Are you close? Are like, I need to know that before I move any further. And if I don't see a location on there of like either serving this area or located in this area, um, I don't move forward. Right. And I think 
one thing that solopreneurs do, we do a lot because we are in it. We're in the day to day of our business, right? We know it because we own it and we live and breathe live it, sleep it, it yeah. and all of it. Um, we make the assumption that other people know, right? And Whether don't. it's about the business details or just about how um, you're serving what I call your passions, whether you're an SEO expert or photographer or DJ or event planner or balloon artist, it doesn't matter. You just assume people know what you know and they don't. And right. I think for this greater conversation that we're having, Google doesn't. There's and people either. also try to be very cutesy. Oh, yes. Let's dive into that one, Amanda. Now I'm about to have my soapbox. <laughs> so yes, Here, here's, here's how I frame it with a lot of people. I tell them there's three stages of a person's journey when they're about to buy something. It's, they have no idea you exist. They don't even know what they're looking for really. Mm. Then they have a clue that they kind of know what they, they're looking for or they, they, they know at least that they want to know more. So they want to take a deeper dive. And then you have the, the third stage where they're ready to make a decision. So they're going to know a little bit more. They're going to have a little bit more knowledge of those like trending words within your industry or your genre. And I always tell people to make sure that they are tapping into all three of those because you never know. This is the market. Where they're going to be. Yes. Where they're going to be along in their journey. So not skipping the cutesy and coining phrases. You should also make it so it's very basic as well. So like I have, you know, a lot of times when I've done talks, I have a presentation slide that says, you know, like who, and it's like, if you are a photographer, please say photographer, you know, um, somewhere, you know, um, you know, you can, you can have a nickname, whatever you want to call it, but you know, please have that. And then if you have a certain niche of a photography that you like, um, use the term that is more popular more widely used. And how do you figure that out? It's as simple as putting in searches into the search query of Google and it'll show you, they have a, a chat, they have a, an inquiry chat or an inquiry bot that shows you all the popular words that are relevant to what you're searching for. So you look at that and you say, oh, okay, if I am an infant photographer or whatever, you put that in and it'll show you all the little clues of how people are searching for it. Use those words. Yeah. And I mean, then you I, go from there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen like balloon artists be like, I'm a balloon extraordinaire. And I'm like, no, like balloon artists, you're a balloon artist. It's okay. Own that. Be good with it because that's what you are. And that's right? what people are going to search for. Yes. Uh, and I've seen DJs be like, I'm a blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you're a DJ. <laughs> Mixer one and two. Like they, yeah, they try to yes. add all the flair. Yes, yes. Like, no. Like I no. get it. You want to show your personality, and that's amazing. I, I love it when people are like true to who they are on their website and their personality comes through. But like redefining the category in which people are going to search for you in is not what we want to do here. Nope. Because the name of the game with search is connecting the dots and making it so that your information matches what the person who's searching for information that they put in. That's the goal. And they're not going to know all the, the the terms and the swag that you bring um, <laughs> at first. You can coach them into that. that. That's when blogging can come into play. And then we can now bring it to the blogging piece. Yeah. But that is, you know, my, my, my little soapbox. I had to put that out there. Yeah, cutesy, I'm not down with cutesy. And I've done cutesy. Like, I, I can say this because I remember being, like, my first year doing photography, being cutesy. And since somebody's saying, you can't be cutesy, and it hurt my little heart, um, you know, like, so we've all been there. Like, it's it's a step most solopreneurs go through. But if you're in that step, take the next, right? Exactly. Let's take the next. Okay. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. We're already at, like... 34 minutes into this. Wow. We could talk for days, people. We really can. Okay. So let's not just talk about blogging. Let's just talk about content. Yes. Because the name of the game right now is everybody's like, you got to create content. You got to create content. Content, content, content. Content is king, as they Content said, is yeah. king, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel like 
solopreneurs are being hit with the word content so much, it feels like this big billion pounds of pressure on you. And you're just like frozen going, I have to create content and I have to do reels and I have to do this. And where the hell do I start? And what do I do? And what's most important? And rawr. Yeah, exactly. So yes, let's, let's deep dive into that. So I, I think what has happened, especially now in this day and age, content comes in a lot of different forms. Digital content comes in a ton of different forms. There are words, which could be a blog, could be a newsletter, could be an email, could be a caption. Like there's so many different ways oh you can incorporate words, right? And then you have images, which, you know, that could be utilized all over the place as well on your website, social media, um, you know, on brochures, you know, newsletters as well, all the things, right? You have that. And then you have video, which video adds the, the third element with audio. So then you have voice stuff um, that you can sprinkle, whether it's a podcast, whether it's, you know, whatever like this, you know? So my rule of thumb with content is created around several different things. One is your genius, you know, whatever it is you do. So whatever service, whatever product you provide, try to depict that in whether it's word form or image form or video form, what that is. And, you know, of course, the more senses you can, you know, pull from, meaning sight, hearing, video, you know, sound, all that, the better. So whether it's pictures you're taking of before and afters of your, you know, whatever you're certain you're doing or whatever you've created, um, you definitely want to have that, right? Uh, the other thing I would say is, you know, explaining what you do is also a great, you know, tool that can be utilized in a lot of different ways on a lot of different mediums. Uh, because the how you do what you do, not to give your secret sauce, but, you know, giving glimpses of your the experience that someone will have in engaging with you is key. So, you know, you can do that in word form, you could do that in video, you could do that in, in imagery as well. So thinking through that, you know, what, how do you show your genius? The other thing I always tell people First in terms like, of- okay, let, oh, let, me, let me dive into there. Okay. Like, I want to make this point of you are good enough to make content. Yes. The other thing I hear a lot is, well, I'm just not, haven't been in it long enough. I haven't done it long enough. I'm not good enough yet. I'm like, wait, no, bullshit. You're good yes. enough to make content. So get that out of your head. Um, sure, you might not be the best whatever on the face of the earth, but who is, Nobody. right? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you can do this. If you're just starting out, you can do this. If you're 100%. three years in, you can do this. If you are um, an introvert, I hear that a lot, but I'm an introvert. You can do this. You just have to find which way works for you. Okay. So if you're thinking like, I'm not there yet, or I'm not good enough yet, like kick those thoughts out. Exactly. Yep. Because the one thing is no one knows how, no one knows how you know what to do how you do it, right? No one knows yeah. that. And I think, you know, I, I, I kind of, this is another soapbox of mine, but I mean, experiential, like ev everything is now an experience, like whether it's a digital product, whether it's, you know, some kind yeah. of physical service you're doing, everyone is just buying because they want to have a wonderful experience at the end of the day. So however you can evoke the emotion of what you create, whatever that is, whether it's, and again, it doesn't have to be images. I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, imagery, I don't want to take pictures. It could be worse. Um, but that is the content that you need to really think about when you're thinking content, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing I think about with content is core values. Like as a, as a business, as a brand, as a solopreneur, what do you care about? You know, what matters to you? Um, and this doesn't have to do anything with your business per se, but it's like, if you're one who, you know, really believes in, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, being a holiday or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Core values is, is another way that you own it. And again, a lot allows for people to align with your brand. So I always tell people to always make sure that they're creating content around that, whether it's a newsletter, a blog post, whatever the case may be. I think that's always a great way to, to create content. And that's an easy one because it's literally a, 
What do you like? It's who, who you, you are. Who you because, are, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at a thousand balloon artists, right, everybody assumes that all thousand of those balloon artists can make balloon art. And they can make them well. Because if they couldn't make balloon art and if they couldn't make it well, they would not be in business. Correct. Right? Yep. But what they are looking for is like, what else about this person attracts me to them? Right? Um, mm -hmm. I don't care if it's your religious views, if you want to put those out there, if, if you want to be comfortable with that. I don't care if it is like, I love Starbucks. <laughs> right it's in everything that i do sadly i get it but like who cares it's, it's just who a part of who i am you know i've seen um people in the wedding space do this really really well there was um an event planner that i followed that just believed in marriage foundation like just believed in the foundation of marriage wholeheartedly and she gave like, upon booking, she gave a marriage foundations book to the clients. And wow. she talked about foundations of marriage through her whole website and her blogs. And guess what? The people that believed in marriage foundations hired her. Right. And, but because she wasn't scared to step out into what she believed in and add that into her business right? Her business actually grew. So sometimes you got to be like really comfortable with who you are, what your beliefs are and step out into those and share those. And you're going to attract those like-minded people. 100%. Yep. Um, and then the, the last thing that I always tell people, you know, is, um, you know, there's a ton of stock photo out there. There's a ton of other resources out there. Uh, and we, we're not going to go deep into this, but we have wonderful AI that can help you sure. at least craft content. So yeah. down, images as well. So, I mean, there's nothing short of, you know, ease in making it so that you can create content in this day and age. You're in a lovely stage Absolutely. where you can do it. So, you know, well, and, and, and you know, in terms of, oh, go ahead. You hear a lot of people that's like, don't use stock photos, don't use stock photos. And here's the deal. Here's my two cents on it. If you have to use stock photos right now, use stock photos. 100%. There is no shame in that. Right? Yeah. So sure, you might not want to use stock photos six, year, six months from now or a year from now or a year and a half from now. But if you have to start with stock photos, yeah. start with stock photos, people. It's okay. Right? It's okay. The website person is not going to come out and, you know, hack you in your sleep. <laughs> right? It's okay. Nobody's dying from this. It is okay. Um, yes. You yes. know, like, so it, you know, you, you have to like even this out a little bit, right? Not put so much yes. pressure on yourself too. Right. And, and in that too, Amanda, it's like, you don't have to be everywhere either. Like, you know, I always tell people, you know, because they 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 assume oh I gotta be on YouTube and I gotta be here and I gotta no because what I say is you just need to be in one place where your community or the people that you're trying to attract hang out <laughs> like let's start off yeah. and again Google you know getting back to the search engine and SEO and your digi home still to this day even though there's a ton of distractions and a ton of other things out there owns majority of the web real estate out there, meaning like they own the share, the market share of it. Still people, you know, I, I don't know the stat exactly at this point, but I know at one point it was like 30 billion, you know, searches a day occur. And, you know, Google still owns about 70% of all the market share though. So bringing it back home to, you know, you don't have to be anywhere, but if we could say foundationally where you need to be, your website needs to at least have a home page, a services page, a product page, and a contact us page minimum. And then you can create on other platforms and you can, you know, from that point, add content everywhere else. So I love that you brought that up because I've never really put it in that perspective. Love that. That Google search is still king, right? Or queen. Um, right. but it, yeah. it's still, it's still the number one mm -hmm. by majority, majority by leaps and bounds, 
-hmm. yet we're spending time trying to figure out how to freaking dance in front of our Instagram <laughs> camera and figure out what trend for 45 minutes a day. <laughs> right. Yeah, to nice. only take up the slightest market share of search. Yes. Like guys, let that sink in for a second. Mm -hmm. Like really? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's a, Sliver. Instagram is a sliver. Yes. And, and even let's, let's even dive into that further. So being that it's a sliver, right? Being that um, none of the posts that you post with the exception of the YouTube videos um, will show up in a search. Your profile will show up. Sure. But if you have a, a post that went viral, it's only going to be viral in the world of Instagram. Um, so I, I just put that out there to say, like, you know, for as much effort and, and energy that we give to some of these platforms, um, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's only living in that space. Now, granted, if that's where your yeah. crew hangs out, that's where the people you sure. try hang out, I'm all about it. Um, sure. But if the goal is to, you know, kind of like broaden your horizons and broaden your reach, um, I would think of another strategy. So. Yeah. Again, disclaimer, not saying it's not important. Right. It is saying like, keep it in perspective. Exactly. Right. Um, especially from the beginning conversation when we said, you know, Instagram can go away at any day. Right. Like anybody, you know, like the conversation about your digi home being your one protected place that you have control over. Correct. Um, so, I mean, you, pull that background of that conversation and you're like, wow, this is a completely new perspective on the importance of having your website and setting that up properly. Mm -hmm. Um, mm, that, that was, that was, that was a moment for me. I've never, for as much as I deal with all of this, I never really thought about it, put it in that perspective mm -hmm. of really how minuscule that slice can be. Yeah. Man, oh man. Okay. <laughs> we are wrapping up here. This has been a fabulous conversation. There's so much stuff that we didn't even get to talk oh, about so much right now. We'll have to do this again. This was yeah. fun. No, um, was. but, um, action items. So for anybody listening to us rant and rave over some of our soapboxes on here and talk about SEO, you know, SEO is a black box, right? We, we know that it's hard to understand. We get that. Um, what's like two to three action items. That's like, go and do these things. Yeah. Now I have one in my head. So I'm, I'm wondering if you're going to say it. Okay. So one that you, you made sure we did. So I'm going to. Okay. Sure I'm going to, I'm going to check. This. I'm gonna <laughs> say well, the one I would say is like, again, being very succinct with that WH clause, I think is, is key. Um, Identifying who you are, um, what you do, all that, the WH clause, very important. And putting it in, uh, like, on on somewhere on your home landing page is important. Um, the other thing that I would say, I'm trying to think if I would have did three actions. So that's one. And place it there. So that's action one. The other action that I would I would look at, and this is going to be fairly easy because there are wizards and there are, two, like, there are um, tools in all platforms at this stage that help you with this. Because remember, I said that, you know, there's like front end stuff and then there's like the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, go yeah. through the SEO wizards on your platforms. So if you're Wix, Weebly's, like, oh, they all have it now uh, because it's going to give you guidance on some of the behind the scenes things that you need to probably update and optimize. And it would, nice. it would need to incorporate some of those words from your WH clause. That's why I told you to start with the WH clause phrase. Yeah. That's number two. Um, and then the third, um, you know, if, if you're feeling really, really like, you know, uh, I want to just, you know, improve, you know, how people find me, I would say is make it so that your brand, wherever someone goes is cohesive. So, if you're on Instagram as Susie Q, but then your website is Susie and company, and then you're on Pinterest as Susie's friend, whatever the case may be, like that's confusing to someone because they're like, am I with the brand? Am I not? 
So I would say try your hardest to make it so that all of them are very cohesive with at least two or three of your branding elements the same, whether it's color, mm -hmm. whether it's words, whatever it is. That will set you up for at least having a foundation of being easy, more easily found. And I don't know what Absolutely. I said. I've, I've told you so much, Amanda. I don't know which one I, I made. No, I mean, it's the one that I see, we, we had it set up for 17 ads already, but you reminded us about it and to kind of, kind of take care of it a little bit more, but it's the one I see a lot of people don't do, which is like setting up, setting yourself up on Google maps. Oh, yes. Okay. Right. Like I see so many people not do that. What is that called? It's a specific it name used for to be it. Google, my business profile, but now they just call it a Google yeah. profile. Um, so, uh, what she's referring to, if you guys ever notice when you're searching on Google, there's like the left-hand side that actually shows like the listing of stuff and some ads or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then on the right-hand side, there's like usually this box that comes up for the business and that box will show yeah. like hours of operation, location, some images, if there's images attached, um, you know, if it's a store or something like the best times to go, it gives a whole bunch of information. Uh, it also is attached to a map. It's called geolocation. Okay. And that's what aids in when somebody searches and says, um, like florist near me, it's basically going to aid in you showing up in searches from the geolocation, from the location of where you're saying you are. So connecting your business with a Google profile will help with that as well. I mean, this is like a huge one because especially for solopreneurs, it's like photographers near me, DJs near me, right? Like people are just looking like who's around me right now that I can hire, yeah. right? Um, so like if you haven't done this one, I've seen so many people like totally miss this step somehow, go do that. So that what it's your Google profile. Yes, they, they renamed it. They it was Google My Business. I, that up as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be my tip based on that. working with Myrna because there's new stuff in there now that I didn't even know existed, yes. you know, a year or two ago. So if you have it, but you haven't looked at it in the last year or two, because that's something people like do and then they forget about, go back and check that one out again. Yeah. Definitely. All right. I so appreciate this conversation. It was so much fun. I love it when I can get on a soapbox every <laughs> once in a while with somebody that agrees with me too. That's even better. Isn't it the best? Even better. <laughs> so Myrna, if somebody wants to connect with you, follow you, where can they find you? Where can they learn more about you? So I hang out on Instagram still. Um, and so my, my handle is Myrna P. Durami. Do not be fooled because there are thousands of impersonators out there that utilize my image. Uh, they have not hacked my particular one because I luckily so have a blue easy. check, but you know, that is that. So Myrna P. Durami is one place. Um, also my website is, you know, Myrna P. Durami or MyrnaDurami.com. Um, you can just go there and shoot me and I have a form on there if you want to connect a contact form. So you can definitely reach out there as well. All right. Thank you so much for coming on, sure. chatting with us, no, sharing your knowledge great. on SEO. No, thank you so much. This is great. Loved it. All right, everybody. Until next time. Bye-bye.